0: wabc new york and 107.1 wlir hampton bays it's the 77 wabc news hour talking the news with noah laden all the news you need to know with joe nolan traffic justin ellick sports and now talking the news with noah on 77 wabc
2: yep that's me Good morning. It's 5 o'clock. It's Wednesday, July 5th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mix of sun and clouds today. Chance of a pop-up shower. Going to be muggy, kind of like it was yesterday. High 89. Tonight, overnight, clear. Low 74. And then Thursday, partly cloudy, humid again. High 86. If you're walking out the door with us right now, 67 and foggy in Mount Kisco up in Westchester. 66 and foggy in Morristown down in New New Jersey, and it is 71 and foggy here in Midtown. So much to get to as we work our way up six o'clock hours, Sid and friends in the morning. Um, I'm feeling a little bleary eyed uh, this morning, but I guess all of you are after what's been sort of a long holiday weekend. Um, So last night, is that me that's playing the music? Where's that come? Oh, there we go. So last night, uh, the uh, fireworks show goes off. I happen to live on a block that has a perfect view of Midtown, just a couple of houses away. And so every year I know I'm going to get a huge crowd for the fireworks show, even though the fireworks is on the East River. You can see the tops of them from the Hudson River. And so people will pack this park that's just a couple of houses away and then they'll shoot off fireworks for the next couple of hours. And uh, every year it's the same thing. I sit there and lie in bed and try to go to sleep. And every couple seconds... <laughs> It's people with their own little fireworks show in our park. So last night, the Macy's show ended. The one in Jersey uh, City ended, which is down on the Hudson near the Statue of Liberty. And then I heard the police cars go through the park announcing, "Okay, everybody needs to leave the park. The park is closed now. They never usually close it, but they do it because they don't want people shooting off fireworks to all hours of the night. And then I thought, oh, I don't remember this happening in years past. Maybe I'll get a good night's sleep. This is like 10 o'clock already, right? I get up at 2. Then the um I hear maybe 10 minutes later, it was unbelievable. It was a whole nother fireworks show that went on until 1 in the morning. And at one point, my wife, and this is not, you know, this is people's personal fireworks that they're shooting off in this park. There's tons of people around houses and stuff like that. They don't care. My wife comes up to me at one point. She said, you know, I'm going to go confront them. I'm like, that is not going to end well. Let's not do that. If it's adults, they're just going to get into a fight with you. If they're kids, they're just going to ignore you. We just have to sort of endure. And so she's like, what if I call the police? They're not going to go. They got a bigger fish to fry than a personal fireworks show. But it was unbelievable how long it went off for. I mean, it went until I left for work this morning. And I thought to myself, geez, it's good I don't have a gun available or a butcher's knife in my hand because I might walk outside with either of them. Because I was like, I just want to get a wink, just a wink asleep. Uh, it did not happen. But, hey, that's life in the big city and when you live in an urban environment and when there's obnoxious people who don't care about their neighbors. All right, let's get into it.
0: The top five at five.
2: Well, the sharks were busy attacking swimmers on Long Island. Lots of gunfire and deaths this long holiday weekend. A busy holiday for the White House wannabes. Joey Chestnut, still the hot dog king. And a New Jersey man wants to know why his neighbor cut down so many of his trees. All right, let's get into it. 504, we'll start with that fireworks show, at least the real one, not the one in my neighborhood. New York City night, gleaming, bright, mesmerizing colors for what was another spectacular Macy's 4th of July fireworks show last night. 60,000 shells exploded during this dazzling display over the East River. It
1: made me feel alive, like really happy inside. The ground was rumbling and it was kind of making my heart beat really fast. It felt amazing. Like it was just like,
2: boom, 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 boom. Everything was going off at once. It was a great feeling. The lighting was good. Everything
3: was, the performance, everything was good.
2: Yeah, the festivities began live music at sundown, followed by that 25-minute fireworks show, synchronized to a score.
0: I remember as a kid seeing the fireworks from Brooklyn once, and I was like, wow, those fireworks over Manhattan, it's the most special experience that I had, so I had to share that with the kids. Yeah,
2: almost as cool as the fireworks show is when they do these drone shows now, and uh, they did this last night, 500 drone lights extended the musical performance stage, uh, you could see these shapes in the sky over the East River, in some ways it's kind of cooler than the fireworks themselves, and then you had... This age-old discussion that happens every single year about where they're going to do this fireworks show, the last number of years since uh, Mayor de Blasio was in office... He went to Macy's and he said, we should never hold the fireworks show on the Hudson River because then it's not an all New York show. And he pleaded with them to move it to the East River. And that's where it's been for a long time already. Well, you have people who live on the west side of Manhattan who've been complaining bitterly. They don't want to go to the east side. I mean, it's really not that far. But um, uh, here were some of them last night saying, hey, Macy's, bring the show back to the Hudson River.
3: It used to be a big night here in the city for us, you know. But now that it's over on the east side now. We're not I should yet-
2: tell you, this is a guy who owns a business on the west side who said when they had the fireworks show on the west side it was big money for them. It used to be a big night here in the city for
3: us you know but now that it's over on the east side now we're not getting that hit anymore you know what I mean it's like you know crickets and tumbleweeds yes of course I want a back."
2: Yeah, so there was about five years in a row where it was on the west side. So you had all the people lining up on the New Jersey side, on the uh, other side, on the Manhattan side. But it doesn't seem like it's going to go back to that anytime soon. Uh, you had City Councilwoman Gail Brewer, who was City Councilwoman from Manhattan, says... Uh, the east and west side should share the show and she's going to go to macy's now that this show's over and say hey it's the west side's turn i know people from brooklyn will say
0: well then we can't see the fireworks," but well, they can people from the west side now have to go to the fdr so i think alternating would make sense as long as it's okay with macy's which, of course, is the final arbitrator because they have to produce the fireworks. Yeah,
2: the end of this story is you can't make everybody happy on the fireworks show. It just doesn't happen. WABC News Time 508. There were a bunch of parades across the tri-state yesterday as well, uh, some in New Jersey. The one on Staten Island, it's 113 years they've been doing the July 4th parade on Staten Island, when it's the annual uh, Travis Fourth of July parade, lots of people showing up yesterday, even with the threat of rain. And then, of course, it started to pour afterwards. This
1: has been something we've been doing since we're kids, and it's been something that's a tradition. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they've been holding this uh, parade since 1911. Mayor Adams, uh, he showed up yesterday.
0: I am a proud New Yorker, proud American, and I believe that this is God's country. Let's march for this country.
2: Yeah, so they got it in before the showers came down. Lots of people draped in American flags, lots of people waving American flags. Been coming here 84 years. (laughs) Can you beat
1: that? It's my favorite day of the year. More than Christmas, more than any other day.
2: Yeah, 84 years it's a long time to go to a parade and then uh over in Coney Island it was a long day for the hot dog eating contest so maybe you turn on the tv to watch this annual event see if Joey Chestnut would win it all and uh initially they said it was canceled because there was just this deluge of rain a lightning struck on Coney Island in fact two people were hurt they weren't directly hit by lightning, but, uh, they were injured by a lightning strike near them. They're going to be okay. So they called it off. We actually got a message saying it was canceled. So we thought, okay, that's it. No hot dog eating contest. They had gotten the women's contest in, but that the men's, when it started to rain, there was. 35,000 people there, something like that, to watch the hot dog eating contest. And police were worried that the storms were going to keep coming through and more lightning strikes. So they called it off. But the people who run this hot dog eating contest said, no, 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 that's not going to happen. So they found a window where they didn't think it was going to lightning strike or rain. And uh they didn't go through with all the stuff they do, introducing everybody. They just brought everybody on stage, and they held the contest. Joey Chestnut, the winner again, Uh he beat out other competitors, downing 62 hot dogs in 10 minutes for his 16th win.
3: What a ro- roller coaster emotionally. They told us it was canceled. We weren't
2: sure if we were going to eat today. And uh I'm just happy. Yes, yeah, so... Uh, Mickey Sudo won on the women's side eating 39 and a half hot dogs. Uh, that gave her ninth championship. Uh, one of the people who came in third in the women's hot dog eating contest explained why it did not work out for her yesterday.
3: That wasn't my best, but I wasn't, I, I wasn't feeling capable of my best this year. I mean, it's all technique, so if you can figure out why you can eat it and uh forget everything your mom taught you about chewing, then you're gonna get
2: Yeah, okay, so that's one of the cool holiday traditions. Another one is to take the oath to become an American citizen, and thousands did yesterday on July fourth, became new Americans. One was Lance Corporal Genesis Duran, is a Marine and now she's an American citizen.
3: I feel really happy, very excited because I've always wanted to be part of this country.
2: Yeah, so she took place in a U.S. citizenship and naturalization service uh, where 5,500 people raised their hand. This was in San Diego, many of them members of the military. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be American. Yeah. uh, If you've ever taken part or watched somebody take part in these naturalization ceremonies, they can be really emotional. And they were for a lot of these people who took the oath as Americans yesterday.
0: But I will support support and defend The Constitution and laws of the United States of America The Constitution and laws of the United States of America
2: Yes, we don't have an exact number, but thousands of people across the country use July 4th as a day to take their hand in oath and become American citizens. Good for them. 512, let's go down to D.C., the Secret Service investigating a suspicious substance found inside the White House. The
1: U.S. Secret Service Uniform Division discovered a white powdery substance during routine patrols of the White House and immediately called this in.
2: That's correspondent Mike Momoli says the discovery of the substance caused a brief evacuation over the weekend. The Washington Post reports the white powder substance came up as cocaine in a preliminary test. Now, Undergoing further testing to determine exactly what it is, authorities investigating how
1: it made its way into the White House. A dispatch from a fire department personnel indicating that this may have been cocaine. The White House and official sources we've been speaking to are acknowledging that that dispatch exists. Yeah, so nobody's saying about
2: where it may have came from, who
1: might have left it there. Were they doing lines of cocaine in the White House? The D.C. Fire Department was called to evaluate and quickly determine the item to be non-hazardous. The item was sent for further evaluation and an investigation into the cause and manner of how it entered the White House is pending.
2: Yeah, we'll hear more about that story, I'm sure, in the coming days. 513. Transportation secretary saying he's optimistic about the state of air travel after what he says ended up being a pretty decent weekend for people who were trying to fly this July 4th week. And you remember last week, it was just a nightmare,
4: but things did get better as the weekend went on. We saw the most air passengers, uh, not only since COVID, but we think ever. And we saw cancellation rates and delay rates below 3%.
2: Pete Buttigieg there says the flights appear to be back to normal. Over the holiday weekend, after weather issues, um, there were also manpower issues, forced a lot of delays and cancellations, ruined people's vacations. But apparently, thankfully, this weekend, that was not the case. Things look
4: like they have quickly returned to normal for the system. Even on blue sky days with no severe weather, there were really unacceptable levels of cancellations and delays.
2: Yeah, So what we did see was unbelievable numbers of people just traveling over this weekend. Record numbers that we have not seen since long, even before the pandemic. We
1: also know people are looking to take more generational trips with families, uh, you know, take some of those larger trips that maybe they had to put off. So, uh, you know, across the board, uh, it's it's a good sign, certainly, that travel is coming back.
2: That's Nick Chabaria with Triple uh, A. Uh, also, what they saw over the weekend, the TSA talking about how many people were bringing their pets with them on these flights, uh, wherever they might be going on vacation. What
1: we're seeing is people bring their pets, they have them in a pet carrier, and then they don't remove the pet from the carrier as they go through the machine. Yeah,
2: you would think if... If you're bringing your pet, you would know it's probably not a good idea to have them x-rayed. So there were a couple moments over the weekend. We've
1: had situations where small pets are exposed to radiation. We've had situations where a frightened kitten jumps out of the owner's hands and disappears into a large airport for days. Yeah,
2: but they said overall it was okay for those pets. But they saw an unusual number, they said, this weekend of people bringing their pets. All right, 5.15. Let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk and say good morning to Justin Alec.
3: Good morning, no, my laden. we got to start with uh, the Yanks. They kept rolling against the O's yesterday in the Bronx, besting Baltimore 8-4 to in game two of a four-game set. Liberty as he was all over the place in this one, blasting a two-run homer in the first inning to open up the scoring before blowing through the stop sign on a very daring dash to score the go-ahead run from first base on this fifth inning single. Off the bat of jean Giancarlo stands. Ground ball up the middle and through for a base hit pass to Diving Henderson. Torres will go to third. He's coming home.
0: The throw comes to second. He will score. Torres scores from first on a single and the Yankees lead 4-3.
3: That call, courtesy of the Yes Network. It was essentially all New York from there on out. And the Bombers look to clinch a series win tonight at 7.05 p.m. at the stadium. Tapping Randy Vasquez to go up against Baltimore's Dean Kremer. As for the Mets, they saw three straight wins for the first time in a long time with their 8-5. Series opening win against the Diamondbacks in Arizona yesterday. With things knotted at four in the seventh, Francisco Alvarez showed off his big-time pop. With a 467-foot go-ahead, dare to put things away for good.
0: Alvarez launches one deep left center. Forget that. That is way out of here. Oh, wow. A monstrous home run by Francisco Alvarez to put the Mets back in front.
3: That call, courtesy of SNY. one Now, Tottenham a rare winning streak here. They'll uh, try to continue to build on the momentum. Come tonight at 9.40 p.m. in Arizona with Kodai Senga set to take the hill against Arizona's Tommy Henry and Nome. Yes. Excluding the uh, Joey Chestnut hot dog winning uh, competition uh, win. Uh, that's your sports on WOEC. Yeah, what was it, 62 hot dogs? 62 after a two-hour um, delay.
2: Rain delay. Right? Which apparently, like, majorly messed with them
3: because they have their bodies all set uh-huh. to go at yeah, that specific totally. hour. And he, apparently he came out and he said, we're not can't." Like Joey Chestnut himself said, we're getting all the guys out here. We're going to get this thing done. Is that a sport? nah, that's probably why I didn't include it, oh, okay. it's not, it's not really okay, just a sport. Checking. It's like an activity. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Thank you very
2: much. <laughs> WABC News Time 518. It was a weekend of a lot of gunfire, unfortunately. Some mass shootings, one down in Baltimore, where police still looking for at least two gunmen after a deadly mass shooting at a block party over the weekend. Aaliyah? Gonzalez, her mother, Crystal, says her daughter wants to be remembered as a person who was full of life. She was one of the people murdered in this mass shooting. She
0: was amazing, but she was going to be so big. (laughs) And her star is so bright.
2: Yeah, the shooting left an 18 year old woman, a 20 year old man dead, 28 others injured, 15 of the injured. Under the age of 18, police have been going over social media and surveillance videos and search for the gunmen, and the reward for information in the case now, $28,000. She was
3: the best sister I could ever ask for. <laughs> and I miss her so
1: bad.
4: I feel like we're in a war. Why we have guns? Why kids
1: have guns?
2: Yeah, that wasn't the only place, unfortunately. you Let's head over to Philadelphia, where... Uh, The suspected gunman in a mass shooting there that left five people dead was firing seemingly just at random people. That's according to police who say that the man will be facing multiple counts of murder now.
4: On what was supposed to be a beautiful summer evening, this armed and armored individual wreaked havoc, firing with a rifle at their victims, seemingly at random, shooting seven, killing five, including children.
2: The gunman was said to be wearing a bulletproof vest, a ski mask, possessing an AR style rifle, a handgun, multiple magazines, and he had a police scanner on him. Don't have yet really a motive for the gunfire, but when we do, usually doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
3: Person walking down a city street with an AR style rifle and shooting randomly
4: at people while wearing a bulletproof vest with with multiple magazines it's a disgraceful but all too common situation in America.
2: That's Philadelphia mayor Jim Kenney says mass shootings have become too prevalent in the US. Uh, well, that's become obvious. 521, let's go on to the campaign trail. Busy for some of the candidates over the holiday. Uh, Donald Trump holding a rally in South Carolina. Supporters uh, talking about who they want Donald Trump to pick as a running mate, if it gets that far. In my
3: opinion, I think Ron DeSantos and Trump needs to run together. I mean, everybody everybody likes either one, but if they came together, I mean, they'd be strong.
2: It was a pretty enthusiastic crowd in the thousands that gathered in the small town of Pickens in South Carolina to see the former president celebrate the July 4th weekend.
3: I'm supporting our president. He should be our president now. I'm 100% pro-Trump. I think if we can get rid of some of the corruption and the just going hounding after Trump for things that other presidents have done, I, I, just, I just think they need to work on that.
2: There was an interesting moment at this rally for South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham, who was booed by these Trump supporters as he meant to speak. And
0: again, Senator Lindsey Graham, who is really got... I'm going to have to work...
3: I'm gonna have to work on these
2: people. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, people say All they right. were booing uh Lindsey Graham because he's been flip flopping on his support for Donald Trump. I'll tell you what. He was
0: one of my earliest endorsements right from the go, and I appreciate it very much.
2: 522, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie says he supports the Supreme Court's decision that allows a Christian web designer to refuse to create a same-sex wedding website. He was on the campaign trail this weekend as well. The government doesn't have the right to tell a business the nature of how they need to use their expressive abilities. The GOP presidential hopeful also says the the ruling is not discriminatory, discriminatory because it doesn't prohibit those who identify as LGBTQ to access a
0: business. This can't deny LGBTQ couples uh, from coming in and trying to uh, access this business. They can access this business. They just can't force the owner to do something that is against her personal religious beliefs.
2: 523. President Biden says he knows the last couple of years have been difficult for teachers. He was speaking at the National Education Association event over the weekend. We
4: ask so much of you. And I want you to know I see you. We see you. We thank you. The president says uh,
2: educators need to be paid what they're really worth. And his administration, he says, has helped forgive loans for teachers across the country. There are
4: now more than 615,000 teachers who have been able to get as much as loans and that $42 billion forgiven so far.
2: There's been a slew of reasons for teachers leaving the profession. Some say they just don't feel safe. So Biden says Congress needs to do more on gun control to protect students and teachers in the classroom.
4: Congress needs to step up, pass common sense gun safety laws to protect our kids and educate. And by the way,
2: Arming teachers is not the answer. And uh, he said that he stood with teachers who were against the banning of books. Talk about banning books
4: and the people deciding who to what books to ban? Come on. That's not who we are.
2: 524 members of the white supremacist group the Proud Boys being in find over 1 million dollars for vandalism.
4: In 2020, several members burned a Black Lives Matter sign and tore down a banner at a predominantly black church in Washington, D.C. The church sued the Proud Boys over the damages, and this week, Judge Neil Kravitz approved the default judgment against them after the four named members failed to show up in court. Kravitz said the vandalism was a hateful and overtly racist attack and ordered the four defendants and the group's LLC to pay the church just over $1 million. I'm Chris Caraccio.
2: WABC News Time 524. The U.S. and Russia in talks now about a possible prisoner swap involving a Wall Street Journal reporter.
4: That's according to a Kremlin spokesperson who
0: also noted that talks must be carried out and continue in complete silence. Evan Gershkovich was accused of spying by Russia. The Kremlin's comments came a day after the U.S. ambassador to Russia visited Gershkovich. The ambassador said Gershkovich appeared to be in good health.
2: I'm Mark Mayfield. Over to Israel. Seven people injured, three seriously after a car ramming and stabbing attack in Tel Aviv. Mia Alberti says the attack happened as Israeli forces were entering the second day of an ongoing raid in the occupied West Bank, which has drawn uh, lots of boos and hisses from the United Nations and some from Washington as well. Uh, It has been ugly and it has been deadly. Residents of the occupied West Bank are accusing Israel of committing war crimes uh, during this raid in Jenin, which has been the largest. Such incursion since 2002. Residents are living under heavy gunfire and airstrikes.
3: Uh, The Palestinian Red Cross estimates that 3,000 people have now been displaced to do the fighting. Those that stayed behind don't have water at the moment. There are also reports of power and internet shortages.
2: Yeah, so Israelis have pulled out of the West Bank over the last couple hours. We're hearing multiple deaths of Palestinians. Also, we hear an Israeli soldier was killed during that uh, raid inside the West Bank. The Federal Aviation Administration signing off now on a flying car.
4: California-based company Aleph Aeronautics unveiled the Armada Model 0 last October. The low-speed vehicle is fully electric and has a flying range of about... 110 miles. The FAA says it issued a special airworthiness certificate for the aircraft last month, meaning it can now be used for limited purposes, including research, development, and exhibition. Customers can now pre-order the vehicle, which is expected to cost about $300,000. I'm Chris Garagi.
2: A mix of sun and clouds today. Chance of a pop-up shower. Going to be really muggy. High 89 tonight. Overnight clear. Low 74. And then Thursday, partly cloudy. Humid. High 86. It is 71 and foggy here in Midtown. So much to get to as we work our way up. Six o'clock hour. Sid and the friends in the morning before we head out. We'll tell you about the Sharks and how they've been busy attacking swimmers on Long Island. Joey chestnut still the hot dog king a new jersey man wants to know why his neighbors cut down so many of his trees and a surprising new survey that shows over a half of millennials are still financially dependent on their parents we'll get to those stories and more after this
0: the 77 wabc news hour talking the news with noah laden on 77 wabc Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's the The 77 WABC News Hour, Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know. With Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick, Sports. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC.
2: Yep, that's me, 531. Good morning. It is Wednesday, July 5th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mix of sun and clouds today. Chance of a pop-up shower. Going to be muggy like it has been the last couple days high 89 tonight overnight clear low 74 and then tomorrow kind of the same thing partly cloudy humid high 86 if you're walking out the door with us right now so happy you are 67 in foggy in mount kisco up in westchester 66 in foggy down in morristown in new jersey and it is 71 in foggy here in midtown we'll start this half hour out on Long Island, you'll remember last year, there were a number of shark attacks on Long Island. Here we are again. It's happened over the last four or five days. At least two possible shark bites reported off Long Island beaches just yesterday. That's a day after another two incidents were reported. Two men In their 40s, were reportedly bitten by sharks in separate locations Tuesday afternoon. One was Quag Beach, an injured beachgoer there. They're all going to be fine, by the way. A 47-year-old was bitten by a shark um, near the Fire Island Pines. Uh, lots of people you can imagine who were on the beach uh, just enjoying what well, was a hot and humid day, but a place to cool off a little freaked out that there's been four attacks in just the last couple of days. I didn't know. It's crazy. It's crazy.
0: I wouldn't have been out there right now. <laughs> I'm okay as long as I'm in the shallow part. They're always there. As long as I don't see them, I don't care.
2: Yeah, so then there was a 15-year-old girl that was bitten in the water by either a marine or animal or a shark. That was at Robert Moses State Park on Monday. Then just three miles east of that, at Kismet Beach, uh, a 15-year-old boy who was out surfing was uh, bitten by a shark. She
4: didn't see what bit her. The lifeguards didn't see what bit her. We had the drone operator check the area out. We didn't see. So we can't definitively say what bit her. But it was marine life that bit
3: her.
2: Yeah, they all had uh, blood coming out of their wounds when they came out of the water. I guess, the, again, the good news here is that uh, none of these were serious attacks. But, of course, it just freaks people out who, again, are out on the beach just having a good time. It's
1: scary. I mean, people come to the beach in the summer to go in the water and cool off. And, you know, now you have to think twice about heading into the water. We love the beach, so this is the place to be.
4: It is their home, too. So we do have to be wary of that, you know. Um... But it's fun out there, you know.
2: Yeah, so uh, we're hearing actually from that 15-year-old who was bitten at Kismet Beach. Uh, He was out surfing, and he said, um, you know, no big deal. He said, I I was bitten, but uh, I'm not afraid.
3: My first reaction to when the shark grabbed my foot was to immediately get out the water get help
2: and when he did uh, there were lots of people waiting for him the lifeguard they called emts emts race to the sand to make sure that uh take you know cover his wound they did that uh his mom uh, on the beach too she was a little freaked out she doesn't want him running back into the water so soon but he says he's not scared
4: i didn't believe it at first and then my reaction was uh pure panic I needed to get to him right away. I'm really proud of him, and he's super brave.
3: Thank you to the good Samaritans on the beach to help me. Thank you to all the people in the hospital and the ER for me. Yes,
2: so Long Island officials want you to know they got drones in the air looking for sharks. They got people in the water looking for sharks as well, as well as the lifeguards. They say these things happen, but you shouldn't be freaked out by them. Keep coming to the beach. They're looking out for your best interest. Down at the Jersey Shore. They're hoping to benefit from those 4th of July celebrations. But uh, as you noticed, it was pretty hazy over a lot of the weekend. Much of that was coming from those Canadian wildfires, which continue to burn in Quebec. Uh, Some businesses owners in Belmar say things were a little lighter, not a lot lighter, but a little lighter than they should be for a long July 4th holiday weekend. And yeah, they blame the haze and the smoke for keeping some people at home.
1: We're trending about 15% down from last year. Two days in June were closed because of smoke. Now I wrote that down in my log and I said smoke and I had to put a little paragraph after it because I don't think I'd remember.
2: Yeah. So that business owner says uh, business off by about 15% compared to July 4th of last year. The mayor of Belmar, though pushing back against that says beach badge sales are brisk and the beaches were packed so were the boardwalk all weekend long not
0: really i think uh people recognize that you know the weather will improve obviously it's touch and go but uh even on a day like today you know uh, there's a little bit of haze but you know people are here boardwalk is packed people are online getting their their badges or their, uh, their tickets to get on the beach, and it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a very, very busy day here. Yeah,
2: and that smoke might be part of the story for um, another couple of weeks, maybe most of the summer as they still haven't totally dampened those wildfires up in Quebec. W.A.B.C. Newstime 538. There were a number of shootings here in the city over the long weekend. There was extra police presence at an upper Manhattan park where a teenager was shot to death over the weekend. This guy actually witnessed the shooting at 145th Street and Riverside Drive at Riverbank State Park, which is a enormously popular place to barbecue and hang out. I hear the five shots, five to six shots.
1: And I see the uh, the area where all the families were. I see the mothers clutch the children and start running.
2: Cops still looking for the gunman who killed that 15-year-old. It's unclear what led to the shooting. Police have been increasing patrols in that park since that shooting and now are reviewing security measures at the uh, Riverbank State Park. A three-year-old girl. Rushed to the hospital yesterday with serious injuries after falling from a window in Harlem. It took place about one o'clock in the afternoon yesterday. This was West 137th Street. Three year old fell from a six floor window onto some hard concrete behind the building. Lucky for her, there were people there to rush to her aid. I heard a thud, a little baby laying on the ground. I said, Oh my God, I dropped everything. talking
0: to the baby, making sure that, you know, she's still with us. Baby was coherent, so I said, I'm not going to leave. I'm going to let the kids keep hearing my voice.
2: Yeah, so he kept talking to her until uh, EMTs arrived at the scene. Neighbors say firefighters arrived first, transported the girl a block away to Harlem Hospital, where she's being treated for serious injuries, but is in stable condition. The victim's uh, 37-year-old mother was at home at the time when her daughter fell from the window. She didn't instantly know it had happened. Apparently, the girl fell out of a gap in the air conditioning panel. We've seen this Happen a number of times before the super of this building says uh there is always a gap when you put that air conditioning in and he says uh, you should ask your super or somebody to help you if you're not sure how to fill that gap, especially if you have young kids in your apartment.
3: Make sure you seal your A.C. inside your window. If you have the side tracks that go towards it, put a screw in each one so that child can't push none of them back or anything like that. So, you yeah, stabilize it. Make sure it's stabilized. And if you can't do it, just call the super, please. Don't even do it yourself. Call me.
2: So police are still putting together exactly what happened with this three-year-old girl, but they are treating it just as an unfortunate accident. 540, uh, three people recovering from injuries after shots were fired into an MTA bus in the Bronx over the weekend. The NYPD chief, John Shelley, says they believe it started as a botched robbery. This was by Westchester and Tinton Avenues in Soundview. We had
4: one victim being robbed by someone else during the course of that robbery. Someone pulled out a firearm and shot at the robber.
2: So instead, the bullet hit a BX-4 bus, a woman on the bus hit in the chest with a bullet, two others injured by broken glass. Police still searching for the gunman, but they say they have pictures of this guy, so they expect to make an arrest soon. This comes as the NYPD says its fight against gun violence continues following the spat of weekend shootings across the city. NYPD Crime Statistics Chief Michael LaPetri says seven of the nine shootings that occurred between Friday and Monday morning were in the Bronx. The
4: Bronx is the most heavily deployed borough
2: as far as resources that we have given them since the beginning of May. So last year, the Bronx saw the largest drop in gun violence, which remains on a downward trend. But they say youth violence continues to be a concern. And unfortunately, when the summer comes around, we see a fair amount of these shootings. Uh, Three children shot in these weekend shootings. One, a 15-year-old died in the park we told you about. Uh, There have been a lot of gun arrests as well in the Bronx, and the police say they just need to do more, but things are getting better.
4: 14% of all the shooting arrests this year under the age of 18. So youth violence is a concern. It's always been a concern, but we're focused on reducing the victims. Unfortunately, 8 out of 10 are walking the streets of New York City today.
2: 542, let's go down to Houston and what's been a strange story people have been talking about, a man reported missing from Houston more than eight years ago as a teenager, has been found alive and safe in North Texas. The Texas Center for Missing Children announced that over the weekend, Rudy Farias, uh, who is 25, is recovering in a hospital. They had put billboards up over the years looking for this kid when he went missing uh, and uh people had sort of given up on the search, thinking he 'd never be found, but there he was in front of this church over the weekend i
0: can 't even tell you how many times we 've searched and how many leads and tips came in and and uh, and then they just kind of faded away, and we heard nothing and now all of a sudden this
2: so he wasn 't very talkative when he was found uh, they don 't know much about where he has been. There are some family members, though, suggesting that the mother who was looking for her son may have known where he was the whole time. In fact, a cousin reporting over the weekend that this now 25-year-old had asked to live in her backyard because he was homeless. So we don't know exactly what's going on. Initially, it seemed like it was a miracle, and that's how they were describing it over the weekend. You
1: no, know, We believe in
0: miracles, and this certainly was a yes, miracle. So
2: this might not have been a miracle. More details are going to come out about this story, and I imagine the ending will be a little bit different than what we have been told since over the weekend. 544. A surprising new survey shows that over half of millennials are financially dependent on their parents. Experts say this is something that moms and dads cannot uh, cannot put off for later. They don't
4: want their kids to be in a financial bind, but in the same token, they know they can't support them forever. It's a big struggle for families right now.
2: Yes. Yeah, so so much of this, of course, is college loan debt, taking out so much money they can't pay back. So then they have to ask mom and dad for help. Lots of times moving back home or just asking
4: for a check. I hear it often. Parents really struggle with what's the right time? How do I do it? And I will tell you that it's, scarier the thought of having a conversation than the conversation itself.
2: Yes. And now the uh, uh, some financial advisors are telling parents to plan not only for college, but to plan face some of the bills after college. So the kids are going to be on the hook, apparently, for a lot longer than initially thought. All right, five forty five. Let's head over to the seventy-seven W A B C sports desk. And here's Justin Ellis.
3: Thank you, no Malayden. The Yanks kept rolling against the O's yesterday in the Bronx, besting Baltimore, eight to four in game two of a four-game set. Clembert Torres, he was the one to watch, and this one blasting a two-run homer in the first to open the scoring before blowing through the stop sign on, on a very daring dash to score the go-ahead run from first base on this fifth inning single off the bat of Giancarlo Stanton. Ground ball up the middle and through for
0: base hit pass to Diving Henderson. Torres will go to third. He's coming home. The throw comes to second. He will score. Torres scores from first on a single. And the Yankees lead 4-3
3: that call courtesy of the yes network it was essentially all new york from there on out and the bombers look to clinch a series win tonight at 7:05 p.m at the stadium tabbing randy vasquez to go up against baltimore's dean kremer as for the mets they saw three straight wins for the first time in a long time with their eight to five series opening win against the diamondbacks in arizona yesterday with things knotted at four in the seventh francisco alvarez showed off his big time pop with a 467 foot Go ahead, Dinger, to put things away for good.
0: And Alvarez launches one deep left center. Forget that. That is way out of here. Oh, wow. A monstrous home run by Francisco Alvarez to put the Mets back in front.
3: That call courtesy of SNY now toting a rare winning streak here. New York will continue to try and build on the momentum come tonight at 9.40 p.m. in Arizona with Kodai Senga set to take the hill against Arizona's Tommy Henry. There were sports on 77 WABC Nome.
2: Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mix of sun and clouds today. Chance of a pop-up shower. Gonna be muggy. It already is. Uh, high 89 tonight. Overnight clear. Low 74. Thursday partly cloudy. Humid. High 86. If you're walking out the door right now, it is 71 and foggy here in Midtown. Let's catch you up on some of the bigger stories of the morning. We'll talk about about a very successful Macy's fireworks show last night on the East River we don't know how many people were there but it was a lot even amid all those rain showers people stood around got their spot hung out until the pirate uh show began with that salute to America 60,000 shells exploded
1: it made me feel alive like really happy inside the ground was rumbling and it was kind of making my heart
3: beat really fast. It felt amazing. Like, it was just like, boop, 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 Everything was going off at once. It was a great feeling. The lighting was good. Everything was, the performance, everything was good.
2: People come from all over the world to see this fireworks show. It really is one of the best in the nation. They also had a drone light show after the musical performance that Macy's puts on every year. Uh, This guy came with his seven kids uh, to see the show last night.
0: I remember as a kid seeing the fireworks from Brooklyn once. And I was like, wow, those fireworks over Manhattan. It's the most special experience that I had. So, I
2: had to share that with the kids. All seven of them. And uh, this long standing tug of war between uh, the West Side and the East Side and Macy's. You'll remember it was a number of years ago that Mayor de Blasio went to Macy's and said that the Macy's fireworks show should not be on the Hudson because then it's not an all New York show. In other words, New Jersey can see it, and New York, but it's not all New York, that it should be put on the East River, so it's just a New York City show. So apparently, at the time, Macy's uh, said, yeah, Mayor, well, let's do it that way. But people on the west side of Manhattan... I guess they don't like to go to the east side. It's not its not that far. Uh, but they were complaining last night, and they say, well, they want the show back on the Hudson. So do people on the Jersey side, by
3: the way. It used to be a big night here in the city for us, you know? This is someone
2: who owns a business on the west side. Now
3: that it's over on the east side now, we're not getting that hit anymore. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, crickets and tumbleweeds. Yes, of course we want it back.
2: City Councilwoman Gail Brewer says now that this latest fireworks show is over, she is going to petition Macy's to bring it back to the west side, to the Hudson. She said they should do it every year, go back and forth, back and forth.
3: I know people from Brooklyn will say, well, then we can't see the fireworks. But they can. People from the west side now have to go
0: to the FDR. So I think alternating would make sense as long as it's okay with Macy's, which of course is the final arbitrator because they have to produce the fireworks. Yeah,
2: okay, again, going from the west side to the east side is not very far, but the, people will stay in their neighborhood. They don't like to leave it. Meanwhile, uh, there were tons of local parades yesterday, a fun day to celebrate. It was the 113th annual Travis 4th of July parade out on Staten Island. It did not disappoint.
1: This has been something we've been doing since we're kids, and it's been something, just a tradition. Great.
2: And they were able to get that in before the rain showers, which were happening on and off throughout the day. That parade has been held on Staten Island, goes back to 1911. Mayor Adams, uh, he actually marched in the Staten Island parade yesterday, was warmly welcomed.
0: I am a proud New Yorker, proud American, and I believe that this is God's country. Let's march for this country.
2: And you had lots of people on the sidelines watching this parade who go every single year, including this guy. Been coming of 84 years.
3: <laughs>
2: Can you beat that?
3: It's my
1: favorite day of the year. And more than Christmas, more than any other day.
2: Yeah, it's a big deal on Staten Island. And then not too far away, Coney Island you had the hot dog eating contest. The women who go first got their contest in and then the skies just opened up. There were lightning strikes. So, in fact, one lightning strike hit the beach and two people who were nearby were minor injuries. They didn't take a direct, thank God. But then police said, no, we can't hold this Coney Island hot dog eating contest because there's lightning strikes and there's 35,000 people out in the open waiting for this thing to start. So they called it off. People started to leave. But then the people who run the hot dog eating contest, Nathan's famous, said, no, 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 no. We can't cancel this thing. So they found a window of weather where there was no lightning in the forecast. There was no rain. And there, Joey Chestnut was back out two hours later than he expected to be, but he won again. Not as many hot dogs as he's done in the past, but it was still 62 in 10 minutes for his 16th win.
3: What a roller coaster emotionally. They told us it was canceled. We weren't sure we were going to eat today. And
4: uh, I'm just happy.
2: Yeah, so he wins. Do you get a prize for that? I know you get the mustard belt, but is there cash involved? Well. I'll have to find out. Mickey Sudo, she defended her title by eating thirty-nine and a half to hot dogs to win the women's title. Somebody who came in third place said it was hot and humid. That was part of the reason she didn't have a good day. That
3: wasn't my best, but I wasn't I, I wasn't feeling capable of my best this year. I mean it's all technique, so if you can figure out the size of you can eat and uh forget everything your mom talking about chewing, then you're in good running.
2: Yeah, I think Curtis lewa, if I'm not mistaken, has done matzo ball eating contests and jelly donuts. I'll have to check in with him, but he used to be part of the sport, not anymore. Down to uh, Washington, a big story over the weekend there. The Secret Service investigating a suspicious substance found inside
1: the White House. The U.S. Secret Service Uniform Division discovered a white powdery substance during routine patrols of the White House and immediately called this in. That's correspondent Mike Momoli says the discovery of the substance
2: caused this brief evacuation over the weekend. The Washington Post reports the white powder substance came up as cocaine in a preliminary test and is now undergoing further testing to determine exactly what it is. Of course, everybody wants
1: to know if it is cocaine, how it got there. A dispatch from a fire department personnel indicating that this may have been cocaine. The White House and official sources we've been speaking to are acknowledging that that dispatch exists. It sounds like maybe, maybe someone was doing lines in the White House. The D.C. Fire Department was called to evaluate and quickly determine the item to be non-hazardous. The item was sent for further evaluation and an investigation into the cause and manner of how it entered the White House is pending. Okay, and of course, July
2: 4th is a big travel weekend. You'll notice things will probably be quieter here in Midtown uh, as uh, people still stay on to extend their vacation for the entire week. It was a disaster last week at the airports. They blamed weather, but some of it was manpower issues as well. But apparently over the weekend, all was good. Uh, This according to Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. We
4: saw the most air passengers, uh, not only since COVID, but we think ever. And we saw cancellation rates and delay rates below 3%. 3%.
2: Yeah. And Nick Carabera, who's with AAA says uh, people were really out and about in a way that we haven't seen, not just since the pandemic, but even in decade before that, we
1: also know people are looking to take more generational trips with families, uh, you know, take some of those larger trips that maybe they had to put off. So, uh, you know, across the board, uh, it's it's a good sign, certainly that travel is coming back.
2: Yes. So lots of people had their trips canceled or delayed last week, but apparently over the weekend, for the most part, it was thumbs up. People were able to get out to where they wanted to be going out to New Jersey. We'll end with this story. A New Jersey homeowner chopped down 32 of his neighbor's trees along a hillside in a towny town to get a better Manhattan skyline view. And now he could be forced to pay more than $1.5 million in fines and replacement fees because he did so without asking his neighbor, which is not a smart thing to do. Sammy Shinway, who lives in Kenilon, says a quarter acre of his oaks, birches and maples were slashed. Now, he heard chainsaws going off in his backyard. He has a huge property. I mean, it's more than a backyard. It's like a forest. So he got on his four wheeler to uh, head out there and see what it was, an ATV. And then he came upon these guys who were with chainsaws cutting down all these trees in his backyard.
4: I would never imagine that, you know, somebody would uh, you know, come hire people to come over their fence to you know, destroy somebody else's property. I feel violated, it angers me, it breaks my heart, and I just want it fixed.
2: Yeah, so 32 trees in all chopped down, apparently because his neighbor wanted a view of Manhattan. It's not a great one, and a better view of the forest, but did not ask his neighbor. He claims now it was a mistake, but even if it was, uh, Sammy says he'll have to replace these trees because a town ordinance requires anyone who illegally removes a tree in Kinelon to replace it with another or a superior species. Now, there's not a direct road that gets you there, so they will have to build one. And he figures, but in all said and done, it'll cost his neighbor about a million bucks to replace those 32 trees.
4: And they stated that they were hired by the owner to cut down trees. And I said, what well, for? And they said they believe it was for a view of the city and the valley. The reason why it's going to cost so much money is that there's no easy way to access it, as you guys witness coming up here. You'd have to knock a couple of trees down and build a road. You'd have to add soil. Uh, you'd have to water the trees. They'd have to establish their roots for at least two years. So
2: no surprise, all this is going to end up in court. It might be a while till Sammy gets his 32 trees back.